Amen. Are you ready for God's word? Come on, are you ready for God's word? Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. You can see it for the reading of God's word. I'm teaching this evening, giving in the New Testament. Giving in the New Testament. Just, just stay with me, I'll tell you. Giving in the New Testament. There have been a lot of scam, a lot of, um, what shall I call it? A lot of dubious things that come from the pulpit in the name of giving. You know, I remember one guy who sold his car because he thought it was MMM. And the pastor said, if you give your car, X, Y, Z will happen to you. And, you know, the evil brother gave his car and waited for three weeks. The thing did not happen. Went to the church and the pastor, where is that car that I sold into the church and took his car back? So there have been all sorts of, um, of gimmicks that come from the pulpit in the name of giving. But I want us to see that the scripture has a voice. The scripture can speak for itself. So let's see the scripture and what the scripture says about giving. That when you come into any church and any place, you are not, um, they are not moved. You understand what the Bible says about giving. I have scriptures to show you um, explicitly from the, script, from the word of God. This thing that God helps us in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Father bless your word in Jesus name, give your people understanding, give me nimbleness of mind and agile thoughts, send the kind of unction that makes teaching and preaching simple, throw your weight in this building, let the scales fall of our eyes, let's see who Jesus is to us and who we are in Christ, be glorified in Jesus' much less name and everybody said amen. amen. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1 from verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath past tense. Blessed past tense, us, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Do you see that? You are blessed not because you gave, you were already blessed in Christ. This was before you ever got an offering in your life. You were already blessed. This is ever before you paid any tithe. You were already blessed. This is before you ever sowed any dangerous seed. You were already blessed in Christ. So it's not the seed that gives you the blessing. It is in Christedness consciousness. Oh, please wait for me on Sunday morning. I'm starting in Christ reality. Yes, you know the reality of being in Christ. It's like coming into a new car. I want to expose the buttons, what is in the car and in the house to you. That you may know how to navigate properly. My people perish for lack of knowledge, not lack of prayer. Lack of knowledge. Let's explore that on Sunday morning. Who come with your friends, your dog, your enemies, the deacons, the dickies, the devils around you. Just drag them to church. 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. I wish he was in church this weekend. My hair's going to be with my guy in Abuja. I'm going to call. Philip, are you sure you really want him to come? <laughs> Philip is my boy. Philip, are, you, are you sure you really want him to come on? <laughs> we can just have him to services on Sunday. Give me verse 4. Give me verse 4. According as he had chosen us, in him before the foundation of the world. Did you see that? So there was nothing you did to get yourself chosen because you were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Give me verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Let's see verse 6. It's very powerful. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. You are already accepted. Your offering is not a gate fee for acceptance. 
um, coming to you this evening. Your offering is not a gate fee for acceptance. You are already accepted in the beloved. It is because you are accepted that you have something to offer. It is not your offering that gives you the opening for acceptance in the beloved. You are already accepted by the finished work on the cross of Calvary. You know what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8? The Bible says God demonstrated his love towards us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it was not because you did something that took Jesus to the cross. You did not do anything to take Jesus to the cross. You can't do anything to maintain your salvation. You just keep receiving, believing all that has been done in Christ for you. Tell your neighbor, amen. 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 We are accepted in the beloved. We are accepted. God is not a deity that needs to be appeased with your tithes and offering. He's a loving father who's already well pleased by the finished work on the cross of Calvary. I'm going to say that again. God is not a deity that needs to be appeased with your tithe and offering. He is a loving father who is already well pleased by the finished work on the cross of Calvary. You see that? So let's settle that first. I'm already accepted. I'm already loved. I'm already blessed. So I don't have any, any particular seed to throw in, to activate, no, to provoke. No, 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 no. I'm already accepted. I'm already loved. I'm already blessed. Can you tell your neighbor, I'm already accepted. I'm already loved. And I'm already blessed. I'm already accepted. I'm already loved. That's why we don't sing here. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. We are not entering any gates. We carry the very presence of God. Because the presence of God is not a place. He's a person. His name is Jesus. The presence of God is not a place. He's a person. His name is Jesus. So when I carry Jesus, I carry the very presence of God. Stop singing and we enter. How did you leave? Did you take Uber out? Did you take Taxify? How did you leave? I enter. You stay. You carry the very presence of God. You did not pay to get the presence. You cannot pay to maintain it. You cannot pay to improve on it. All you have to do is keep receiving because we are believers, not we are believers and receivers, not achievers and contributors. You want to contribute. That's the problem. We're coming. We're coming to giving. In the Old Testament, God inhabits the praises of his people. In the New Testament, inhabits the praisers who carry his presence. In the New Testament, he inhabits the praisers who carry his presence. He doesn't inhabit the praises of his people. No, no, no. In the praise. No, no, no. He inhabits the praisers who carry the very presence of God. You need to know that. You are accepted before your offering is even accepted. God accepts you first. You are more important to God than your offering. God is more interested in you taking from him than you giving to him. <laughs> because you really have nothing to give to God. It is out of what he has given to you that you give to him too. That's why we do not preach here, come and give your life to Christ. You have no life to give to Christ. What we preach is accept Jesus into your life. Because in him was life and the life was the light of men. John 10.10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So it is the life that he gives to you that you receive. Without Jesus, you have no life. So don't bring your life to Jesus. You don't have any life to give to Jesus. You are dead without Jesus. Dead without Jesus. Gospel. Gospel. I want to teach you something this evening. How to activate your five fingers in giving. And I'll show you from the scriptures properly. Activate. Giving is a response, not a trigger. Giving is a response, not a trigger. 
Because you think that when I give, I now trigger the blessing. No, the blessings were already triggered when Jesus died on the cross. Giving is not a trigger, it's a response. It's a response. We respond to what Christ has done. And some of you think when I gave it, dangerously, God now moved by your seed. Who do you think God is? You're the king in your village? What's wrong with you? And even with praise and worship, we imagine God like an African king that is sitting on the throne, just so full of himself and very mighty. And when we praise him, he'll be doing like this. They've not praised me. They not praise him. They don't praise me. I'm coming. No, 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 no. No. That's not who God is. Stop that African magic mentality about God. That's not God. He's not a deity that needs to be appeased. He's the loving father who's already well pleased. So some of you just imagine the God on the throne and he's, and he's not, he's just testy of praise and he's waiting for Michael, Michael Stocky and Samuel Kosin to push him and they will now, you know how Michael Stocky hits that note that I'm, I'm, dry, I'm running crazy. God will say, ah, see Michael, oh, okay, I'm coming. No, that's not what God, that's not, that's not, God moved on the cross. Without your praise, without your worship, without your giving, he moved and sent Jesus to die for you. The way we worship and why we praise, we are responding because of what he has done on the cross of Calvary. Not getting him to do something else. He's the seated priesthood. He's doing nothing. He's rested. He said it is finished, not to be continued. It is finished. He said it is finished, not to be continued. He's the seated priesthood. He's not doing anything again. So praise and giving is a response, not a trigger. We are responding. It's because I have inhaled of his love that I can exhale worship back to him. Mm -hmm. worship, is, worship is exhaling. The only way you can exhale is because you have inhaled. It's because I have inhaled of his love, of his grace, of his kindness. That's how I can exhale back to him. So you are not exhaling to do what? To, to move God? So worship, giving, Praise is a response, not a trigger. Do you know the two inseparable twins, grace and faith? Ephesians chapter 2, by grace are you saved through faith. So you are not saved by grace alone, you are saved by grace through faith. Grace makes all things available, faith makes all things obtainable. That's powerful. That's powerful. Some of you need to write that down. Some of you are hearing it for the first time. Grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. So you can have it, but you don't own it yet. So yeah, yes. Because ownership and possession are not the same. I can go on my phone and I buy something online. I own it, but I do not possess it yet. So grace is ownership. Faith is possession. So faith is accurate response to what grace has done. Yes, grace has done that. Grace has done that. So uh, the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. Not we are healed. It was Isaiah who said we are healed. Because Isaiah was looking at the cross. But Peter looking at the finished work said by his stripes, we were healed. So that means God is not healing anybody anymore. God healed everybody when he died on the cross of Calvary. What happens to you if you get healed? in this service I pray you do is that you logged in by faith to take what grace has already provided. Adabo Shotoko. Organ, what's that? 
You log in by faith to take what grace has already provided. So God is not doing, so, and so God, no, he didn't do it today. He's already done. It is done. You by faith take what grace has provided. Grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. Grace makes, faith takes. So in the same way, giving is an expression of faith, knowing that grace has already provided it for you. It's an expression of faith, knowing that grace has already provided it. When you stop giving, you start dying. You are giving something right now. Whether you like it or not, you are giving. You are giving carbon dioxide. When you stop giving that, you are dead. After a while, you die. So life is in the circle of giving. giving. But the first giver is God. Is God. Isaiah says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The child was born in the manger, the son was given on the cross. For John 3.16, for unto us a child is born. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. That's when he gave his son. The child was born on the manger, the son was given on the cross. On the cross. It's on the cross that his son, yes, was given. So God gave you himself. There's nothing you have to give to God. It's the spirit of Mary and Martha. Oh, one thought she was going to prepare lunch for the one who's the bread of life. For the one who's the bread of life. So she was busy trying to fix a meal for Jesus. The other one sat and was receiving. The Bible says, let's come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain. God is more interested in you taking from him than you giving to him. Because you have nothing to give to him. You must first receive accurately from him before you can dispense. That's why I say to you, to you all the time that the cross is both vertical and horizontal. We vertically receive that we may horizontally dispense. People who are not able to love horizontally are people who have not accurately received vertically. You may people who can love. They have not accurately received his love. When you accurately receive the love of God vertically, it is easy for you to exhale and dispense the love of God horizontally. So giving is not a trigger. Giving is a response. Giving is a response, not a trigger. So one popular scripture that has been used, cooked, fried, misunderstood, drilled, is the teaching um, that Abraham did tithe. And that's why Abraham was blessed, because he gave tithe. Let me say this to you. Clearly, I'm not going to get into the tithe, tithe debate. In the New Testament, tithe is not there. It's you give as you are led by the Spirit. So it's not a particular number. So your tithe may be 10%, but the Spirit of God will nudge you to give 20, sometimes 14. So when they are struggling about tithe, tithe is for Old Testament. Those of us who are New Testament people, I will show you from Scripture. They gave all they had. They were not calculating for God because he didn't calculate for us. He gave us all. Are you, you are calculating 215,007. Because the problem with tight is 10%. Watch this. If it's over the amount, it's not tight. If it's less than the amount, it's not tight. No, it's, it's a mathematical something. It's religion. It has to be the accurate number. So if it's more than that, you didn't pay your tithe. If it's less than that, you didn't pay. What kind of life is that? What kind of prison is that? For those of us who are business people, how do you calculate it? That's like 21,000 plus 700 naira plus 50 naira. 
um, two cobo. What are you talking? What are you talking about? That's a lot of work. That's law. That's religion. I'll show you from the scripture. There's no way they gave tithe in the epistles. Jesus mentioned it in the eyewitness account of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But in the epistles, they gave as they were led. They just, you give. What's this you're calculating? Eh? So you, you get something and you, it's a respond. Ah, thank you, Jesus. I'm responding to you. It's a response. It's not a trigger. So let me just, if you don't tie it, your life will be tight. Where did they get that rhyme from? Oh. What's, what's, that, what's that dust that rhyme? So if you don't tie it, your life will be tight. Are you, are you, are you going through a lot? Are you tiring? Oh, you will rebuke the Lord, the device. What are you talking about? Are there no unbelievers who do not tighten and they are successful? We're coming there this evening. Can we talk? Let's just talk. I'm not preaching. I just want us to talk this evening. Come on Sunday. You will leave the hall walking sideways. So give me Genesis 14 verse 18. Let me show you something. Genesis chapter 14 verse 18. Watch this. I want you to see scriptures. Guys, I need you to see scriptures. You know the Bible cannot lie. Let's see. Watch this. And Melchizedek, king of Salem. If you, Melchizedek, can I, can I download Melchizedek this evening? No. Ah, Shadoko, it's deep. Melchizedek is an expression of Christ in the Old Testament. Because the Bible says he had, he had no beginning of days or end of life. He was the prince of Salem. Prince of Salem means prince of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. He was a type and shadow of Jesus to come. So watch this. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. Why are you bringing bread and wine? It's a sign of who he is. He's the spirit and the word. He's the bread of life. John explains that. For the epistles must be, the scriptures must be substantiated in the epistles. He brought forth bread and wine. And he was priest of the most high God. Give me verse 19. And he blessed him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Abraham had not paid tithe here. So the blessing precedes the tithe. It's not the tithe that triggered the blessing. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of the heaven and the earth. Give me verse 20. And blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemy into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So what did Abraham do? Abraham was responding to the blessing. Giving is not a trigger, it's a response. Abraham was responding in this. And you must understand that this is not Moses' tithe. This is 430 years before Moses. This is the dispensation of promise, not the dispensation of the law. It was Moses who now made the tithe, now put rules and regulation. Key here, you die here, do this, you die here. And that law was given not by God, but by angels. Bible was administered by angels. It was not God who gave the law. Did you see that? So guess what? It is a response to the blessing. To the blessing. So the first kind of giving I want to talk about, I call it, people call it intentional giving, sacrificial giving, special giving, you may call it the tithe, but I call it a particular giving that you give to God 
every month, maybe every week, that is intentional. That this is not just, this is your intention. So something just came in. I feel like giving God. This, this is not your offering. This is not your, um, your givings in church. This is a special, I call it your special giving. It's not any of those ones. This is different. It's in scripture. You decide to say, okay, you know, a million, a million dollars, not a, a billion dollars. Somebody say amen. A billion dollars came in. What can I do? What can I do? Let's just give. Give, give 20% of it, you know. Let's just respond to the Lord. That's the kind of giving, I'm sure. Like we're believing God for our land. We're believing God for our house. Is that you hear such things in church and you're like, mm, from now X, Y, Z, I will just be giving to the kingdom. That's a dedicated kind of giving. A dedicated kind of giving. But every now and again, when it is read, they go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. And the Bible says, I would bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. You think God lacks meat in his house? And prove me now where, where it, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Hold on, keep the scripture. This scripture of opening the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing is the Old Testament kind of house. In the Old Testament, you would have houses, okay? And by your window, it will be a large window where if beggars come by your window, you have something to give to the beggars. That's the window. So if they come around, uh, you know, and you, 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 okay, something, we give some. So that's the window that is being described here. In the new covenant, we are not outside the house. We are in the table. We are seated with Christ in the table. So we are not of, we are not of them who receive blessings outside the house from the window. I'll pour windows of heaven and pour you out the blessing. When the Bible says you and I are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So where is the blessing coming from? We are the ones pouring out blessings to other people. They are not the ones receiving blessings from the window. If you are receiving blessings from the window, you are receiving crumbs. This is not for New Testament believer. Get this out of your mind. People say, okay, this is city tight. This is not global tight. This is national. Forget whether it is city, national. It is not talking to you as a believer. By the reason of windows of heaven. No. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are not outside the heavens taking windows. Crumbs that fall from the windows. It's the same way you do to beggars. At Jack on the, and when, you roll, when you roll down your window and you give them handout. That's what he's talking about. You are not the one receiving handout. You are the one in the car. God is not trying to give you handout. We don't eat crumbs. We sit at the table with the one who's the bread of life. So we have the bakery. You understand that? So don't let anybody you pull you out the windows of heaven. No, 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 no. Stop it. So I'm dealing with a special kind of giving. So from today, you will decide what will be your special kind of giving. Period. Some of you can say, okay, I want to maintain 10. That is between you and God. No. That's bigger than 10. I should be doing 15 or 20 now. Church needs a lot of resources. That's between you and God. Not that it is a rule and regulation. Giving in the New Testament is not a prerequisite for blessing. It's an advantage to the believer. It's not a prerequisite. It's an advantage, not a prerequisite for blessing. Because that's why I started, be blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed you. Blessed. Blessed. Yes, you are blessed first. That's what they did to Abraham. They blessed him first. He responded by paying something. Are we talking here? Don't worry, pastors won't like me for preaching this. <laughs> they like me for preaching this. I'll be destroying their business. But when you reveal Jesus, money loses value. Money loses value. I'd rather show you Jesus. People will give. 
And I, I've had some people in a daytime or coast. Don't do that. People are willing in a day of his power. Who is the power? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. So when you preach the gospel, the people are willing. Don't do that. Do that. Do that. When you preach the gospel, people are willing to give. Willing to give. I want to build a congregation that they are willing. It's natural. Not that I will not be conniving. Um, There's somebody here. There's $1,000 seed. It's going to move. It's going to move for your 2021. And we will not wait to go. Okay, we will not stroll out. Maybe another person will not stroll out. But I say, no, I, I don't want you to lose. Let me bring it down to 500. Where are you? 500. Come, come, come. Oh, oh, let me, oh, 200. Where are you? I, I just want everybody to log in. Log in. $10. Where are you? Ten, you know, no, no. Come on, stop it. So what, what happened in the first time? The Holy Ghost began to reduce the date fee to receive the blessing. From business class to economy blessing. From VIPC to VVIPC to the ones who, what are you talking? Stop the gimmicks. Let people give. Once Jesus is revealed, money loses value. Giving is a response, not a trigger for any blessing. Giving is a benefit, not a prerequisite for blessing. Tell your neighbor, I am blessed. 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 Bible. We're talking Bible. So when they say it's, it's very confusing, it's not confusing, it's scripture. It's scripture. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 35. Let me show you how they give in the New Testament, the first church. Acts 4, 32 to 35. Stay with me. Stay with me. And the multitude of them that believed, they were believers. You got that MVP. Were of one heart and of one soul. Watch this. Watch this. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. Anna, stop this. Stop this. I need you to see this. Because this is the kind of church I want us to have. He says, neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Keep the scripture. That means Goke's Mercedes-Benz is our Mercedes-Benz. So if Goke had has accident, we have accident. When Goke buys a brand new car, we have bought a brand new car. So nobody is in need because we have all things in common. That's how the church should be. Not you. You have the clothes that you are not wearing. You are there idolizing them. So you have to say, see these ones. Like 20 years ago, is there? Is there? Say designers. So I was in high school. That was this. this was, what is wrong with you? They had everything in common. So you are worried about that brother who doesn't dress well in church. And you cannot fix his dress. You can't do it. And you don't know what we have in common. It's called the Holy Ghost, not the elite ghost. So we have elites in church. You know, they are elite guys, you know. They're not really in the masses. They're in the chances, you know. The, the Holy Ghost in you, the same blood of Jesus. I am as valuable as you are before God because the same blood that redeemed you redeemed me too. So we have the rich people corner now. The rich people corner, yes, the special people. They, they don't dance in praise and worship. The song is not sweet because we are praising them now. Assistant Holy Ghost, we'll drive you out of this church. This is not your church. Trinity, the fourth man in the Trinity. I greet you. 
during praise and worship, you will stand. Michael is releasing. You stand like a pillar of salt, like the first lady of the state of emergency. Because, you know, the Holy Ghost has to come and convince you to move. Well done. They had all things in common. That means what they had. So it was not a big deal to say, I'm getting married. Oh, you're getting married. Let me take care of your drinks. Let me have your gown. What on my car? Can you use my car? What? That's how I grew up. That's how I grew up. That guy already logged in for my car. See, let me tell you. One of the first rules of getting married to me, as my wife will tell you, there's nothing I have that I cannot give. Anything I have that I cannot give is an idol. See, trust me. I've given two SUVs in, in less than two years. Was the Sunday you came, the Holy Ghost said to me, you LRO4, LRO4 that they gave to me in January, give it out. It's gone. There's nothing I have that I cannot give. If I cannot give it, it's an idol. Our Lexus is in my wife's name because uh-huh, that's the only security the family has. It can go. That's why that one, we say, we put it in my wife's name because it can go. If it's not in my wife's name, oh, she knows. Please put this one in my office name, not even my name, that we know that this car, one day, he will not go out and come back with Uber. Why? The Lord said, there is nothing, if I cannot give it, it's an idol, I will not have it. Don't pray that prayer with me, but if I cannot give it up, don't bring it to me. Don't bring it to me. Because anything you can't give is an idol. Why can't you give? Why? When you have received from the one, if you accurately understand the gospel, things will, you will not be having attachment to certain things because you have the best deal. So these things cannot trap you down. It's called the trappings, right? You can if you give it, you'll be sweating. The day God tells you to give something, you'll be sweating in church. Oh, you'll be moving your face. The thing is anointing. No, they fight with God. God must say, okay, sorry, don't give it. Stay. Next verse, let's finish this. And with great, see, because of that kind of life, watch this. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace. Somebody say great grace. 2021 is our year of great grace. Great grace. Great grace. Great grace. Was upon them all. Great grace will come upon you all. Give me the next verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Why? For as many as were poor possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices to the prices of things that were sold. Give me verse 35. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according to his need. That's the church we are building. By the grace of there's nobody who is coming to say, my rent, my something, we've responded. My daddy passed, we'll respond. Why? It's a culture we are building now. From this early stage as, as church. Can you understand how church will have billions and the, the members are dying. There are widows there who are in pain and especially those who are serving faithfully in church. It's, it's, it's nothing short from witchcraft. I'm sorry. Nothing short from witchcraft. It's very painful. And I'm a church boy. I'm a third generational pastor. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of that wickedness. It will not happen here. It will not happen here. We were not one year old when I got a room, a two-bedroom apartment very close to church for the musicians who live very far. I have a member here who comes from Ajegunle. He's here in church before all of us who come from Lekki Phase 1. 
have another member who comes from Ogba, Abi Kurudu. Where does Sarah come from? Ogba. To church. And sometimes she's here. Then what are you talking about? We need to be responsive. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Let me show you New Testament how to give this special kind of giving. This is the first finger. You need us to go do this in her. It says, every man, watch this, according as he has proposed That means that this special kind of giving, okay, is your purpose. You, you have to plan it. See it. In his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity. Never come to church and give of necessity. You know, the pastor now whining you, push, it's against the word of God. Look at scripture. Or of necessity. Where the pastor will now whine you, tell you, you see, God has done everything for you. What have you done for God? What have you done for God? Stop that. Somebody holds your hand. You are silly. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Give me in the message translation and in the passion translation. If you have, see, watch this. Message says, remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time. Is in a C. He says, take plenty of time. To think over, to think it over, this giving, think it over, and make up your own mind what you will give. I'm showing you Bible. It is a 10%. Decide what you will give that will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. Bible. I guess I should have taught this on Sunday, Abby, when you have a full house. But they will think that pastor wants to raise money. So let me, these are, those of you are here, you are spiritual people. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. It's a stories and I'm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Period. This is how to give in the New, in the New Testament. You propose. You think it over. There's one lady here. I know when I used to watch accounts, I know her offering. Every time she's in church, there's a particular amount she gave. She gave. I give. I see consistently. It's not small money. If you save it. There's one day she gave short of her regular amount. I now gave the balance. <laughs> so she will never know. I'm like, ah, uh-uh. something happened. I gave the balance. This is a purpose. Anytime I stand, the first thing, one of the first things my wife said to me, then when we, before, when we did it, I don't go to church. It's 5K for my offering. That's outside all those many, many other giving. But if I come to church, I have 5K. It has moved now. It's no longer 5K. You must come, if I show up, in this, there are members, if they show up in church, it's 25, it's 30. It's a constant, it's outside of their special giving. I'm coming to offering. This is special giving I'm dealing with. Let giving flow from your heart, the passion translation, not from your sense of religious duty. No, go, okay, see this now. Come on, I need to see this. The passion translation is in everybody, look up. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving. All because God loves hilarious generosity. Hilarious generosity. Are you seeing Bible? There is no percentage in all of this. This is New Testament giving. 
And we are New Testament believers because the Old Testament is obsolete. It has been done away with. Hebrews. Are you seeing the scriptures? Let's go to offering. That's special kind. So decide between you, yourself, and yours. What's my special kind of giving every time money comes to my hand? If you decide to have 10%, if you say it's 20%, if you say it's 40%, no problem. I know a man who pays his tithe up front. Can't wait for him to join our church. Because <coughs> it's not small money he pays up front. At the beginning of the year, he decides, Father, this is how you will bless me. So I give this as a response because I already have it. People are entering deeper levels. So you are there calculating. No, they want to chop my money. Chop which money? Or more, your money can buy the light, can buy the LED screen, can bring my, this blessing that God brought, brought, brought to us today. What money are you talking about? Giving is not a trigger. It's a response. A response. So let's talk about offering. Let's talk about, let's talk about offering. Offering. Let's talk about offering now. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. Offering. First Corinthians 16. We've talked about special giving, which we if you want to call it tight, you want to call it covenant seed, you want to call it whatever you, but that's I call it special giving. We are talking about offering now. Where the plan, where that offering thing came from, I want to show you from the Bible. So offering is not what we added to church service. It's what has always been in the structure of service. Who did it? A premier apostle, his name is Paul. He says, now concerning the collection. Now offering me that, watch this. Now offering me that. Concerning the collection of the saints, as I have given order to the churches, of Galatian, even so do ye. Give me verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, Sunday, 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 upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as in you will plan the offering, as God hath prospered him. Are you seeing it? There's no percentage there. As God has prospered you, that there be no gathering when I come. Paul is saying, I don't want to come to your church and start raising offering. So start taking offering every Sunday morning. I'm telling you church, Bible. Give me verse 3. God punished the devil. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve, let your letters, by your letters, them will I send to bring your like, liberality unto Jerusalem, your offering. That's, the, well, that's what it is called, liberality. Well done. Give me verse 4. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me so. That if they have to come with me, they so offering is something you set aside on Sunday to give. Now there is special giving, now there is offering. You can call that one tight, call it whatever thing you need to call it, but I'm dealing with offering. Are we clear with offering? I need to run. So, two fi- I'm, I'm teaching you how to work your five fingers. One is what? Your special giving. Second, your offering. The third Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. This one, they don't preach it in church. And I'm going to drive it home today. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Give to your parents. Give to your parents. The man who I call father, because my father has passed. We don't agree on many issues. He hears from me every month. Every first day of the month. Bangam, they hit the account. Bangam. We may not talk. I honor him because you cannot remove money from honor. Even if money is beyond, even if honor is beyond money, I honor him. And it's in our family. 
was, we were talking about one of the fathers of the faith in Delta State when I was in the U.S. He said, I can't wait to travel and get something to honor him because he doesn't have parents. Honor. Gift. My mother stays in my house. I feed her. Take care of her. She collects salary. I know they ask how until they use the salary they do. Let me pay her the salary. Oh, she's the first staff of my, of my establishment. So I pay her salary. She receives her. Thank you very much. I pay her drugs. I take care of her, but she's called. Why is honor? Because I've told everybody who cares to me, if anything happens to that woman, in, before, because of the benefit of her cousins, in two weeks she'll be buried. I would have said in five days. Why? I'm not going to spend money doing any big party. Uncle Sammy, come and take this for, for, for mommy's burial. Music, this. She'll be buried. I won't spend money because I don't believe in spending money for people who are dead. Give them roses whilst they can smell it. No. No. So I've planned a burial already. God will help my sisters to fly down before she's buried. No, she'll be buried. I, very street. You know, there's no. <laughs> my mom, no, it's now. I'm taking care of her now. When she can smell it, I'm honoring her now. You may not have all the money. Your parents may be richer than you. Pay for DSTV in their house. Fold your car. Do something. Send them recharge card. Two thousand naira will not kill you. Honor your parents. The third finger. Churches, we don't preach this and I'm like, what's wrong with you? But the pastor is so centralized. Honor God and honor the church. What of the parents? Honor your parents. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. I'm so, you guys are so blessed. I didn't hear this when I was in the church. No. Some of you are, when I hear your age, I'm jealous. Nobody tell me this thing when they hear from me when I hear your age. We sought for it with all our hearts. Honor. Parents. She needs this. I'm out there. Okay, mom, I'm going to buy your drugs. I personally go to buy the drug. Not, mm, I'm buying it. Mom, oh, thank you very much. Ah, my son, God bless you. Amen. That's how you activate long life. This is one of the things that crossed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The cross did not change the principle of honor. The cross did not cancel the principle. This is efficient to the epistles, to the church. Chapter 6, verse 2. Honor your parents. The third finger. Can we move? The fourth finger. Honor your pastors. And I'll show you the Bible. Honor your pastors. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6, 17 and 18. 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18. Watch this. It says, let the elders. After this, you give me the message translation. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Are you seeing this? He says, honor your parents. He says, but let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and in doctrine. You have one in front of you. He labors in the word and in doctrine. Honor. And I think my house is blessed. There are people who honor me all the time. There's a young man here, if he changes his phone, he will change my phone. He changed God the i12, right? He got me one too immediately. It's honor. So my pastor cannot be using the phone. That's lesser than mine. So if I buy, I will buy two. It's honor. There's a couple here. I believe they have put me on salary. Every month, even 20k, 50k, 70k, I must get it from them. Consistently. I wonder, I call, I say, is that you who decided in your house to put me as part of your salary? But it's principle. Pastors don't like to teach it because it looks like 
you are trying to get money to yourself, but it is in the covenant. I will show you whether you take it, you don't take it, no problem. God is taking care of me regardless. All the cars I've gotten, enough, not from church members. So, someone messaged me, ah, Rich, the way you are changing, I said, not a church member, it's somebody who saw me online and I gave a word. I said, ah, I need to sow something into this guy's life. Anonymous, two cars. It's not, no, it's not your office. It's not your job. But I'm not afraid to teach you the truth. No. If it's in the Bible, I will show you. Give me verse 18. For the scripture said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. It is a, well, not this church. It's a wrong thing to see your pastor looking haggard. It's not a sign of humility or spiritual. It's that pastor. Very spiritual. I know they dress well. You know, they go, nah, you, 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 something is wrong. Shoot. <laughs> so it's alarm, they blow the pastors. All his shoes, their holes, as a sign of holiness. Hold holiness. And you, you have cars, you know, you, you think it's normal. It's, you are walk, we're walking our five fingers now. We're in the fourth finger. Honor your pastor. Scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. Can, can I have this in the message translation? 18... 17 and 18. Okay. Give a bonus. This is message translation. Give a bonus to leaders who do a good job, especially the ones who work hard at preaching and teaching. Give me 18. Scripture tells us do not muzzle the walking ox and the worker deserves his pay. Give me 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 12 and 13. Are you, are you, are you blessed today? I, I hope you are taking down the scripture so you know what scripture says. Yeah? 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them, not everybody, which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Give me verse, the next verse, 13. And to ex esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourself. That means when you see your pastor, you esteem your, you know, I'm not going to be that kind of pastor who, when you come, everybody is shaking, no, 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 that's not, that's not Christ. That's not Christ. But that you will not understand that this is my pastor, I will esteem him, I will honor him because water doesn't flow like this, water flows like this. Water doesn't flow up. Your sense of value determines the flow of virtue. So it can be your guy and you're losing the anointing on his life because you don't guy him. Yeah, yeah. So you lose the anointing. So whilst you are there calling him your guy, somebody will come and he, the anointing will just pour. And you are there wondering. Your sense of value determines the flow of virtue. Hebrews 13, 17 and 18. I'm showing you Bible. I'm taking my time to show you Bible. 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 Watch this. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves for the for the watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Give me verse 18. Pray for us for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. Just honor. He's talking about the principle of honor. Philippians chapter 4 verse 15 to 19. How many of you know Philippians chapter 4 verse 19? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Let me show you what brought about that prayer. 
whether it's your prayer self, whether the prayer will reach you. Let's find out what brought about that prayer. Now ye Philippians know also that in, in the beginning of the gospel, Uncle Sammy, Paul says, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated, no church blessed me with me in concerning giving and receiving, but only you. Paul is saying, I went around, but only the church in Philippians took care of me. Are you seeing the story? See verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, they sent once and again unto my necessity. That means Paul was in a tight corner. They said, ah, it is necessary that we give him something now. So it was a matter of necessity. It was not a matter of responding. Give me verse 18. But I have all and abound. I am full. Watch this scripture. Watch this scripture. Having received of Ephrodotitus the things which were sent from you. That means the church of Philippians sent him something. He got an alert. He saw something from the church. An order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Verse 18, responding to that offering, but my God shall supply all your needs. So Paul, that's a prayer that a pastor prays over his congregation after they have blessed him. That's what happened here. It's after he received the alert. He said, but my God, he was responding to the giving they sent to him. You, without giving anything to the kingdom, my God, he will supply all my needs. Ta! He's not talking to you. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? But because all of you here are good responders to the gospel, I prophesy as your pastor, my God will supply all your needs in the name of Jesus. That all your needs are met in the name of Jesus. You may joke with this prayer, but it's, it's a prophetic word. All your needs are mysteriously, supernaturally met. Doors are opening to you. Chains are broken. Things are turning around. If this is your word, shout amen, somebody. First Corinthians 9, 11 to 14. Then we'll deal with the last finger and close. First Corinthians 9, verse 11. If ye have sown unto, if we have sown unto you spiritual things. Watch this. Watch this. Is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? Are you seeing it? Find this in the message translations that you understand. If we have shown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing? Is it a big deal if we shall reap your carnal things? Give me the next verse. If others be partakers of this power over you, and not we rather, nonetheless, we have not used this power, but allow all things lest we should Hinder the gospel of Christ. 13. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Give me verse 14. Give me. Even so had the Lord, not man, even so had the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Talogo, Shatele, Zokratalas, Bible. 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 So, first finger is your special giving. Two, your offering. Three, 
your parents. Four, your pastors. The fifth or the fifth finger is honoring humanity. Give charity to the poor. Give to the needy. Give to the needy. Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbs 19, 17. He that had pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. That means when you give to the poor. And you know one of the things you can increase your giving in church? Because you do not just give to the church. You give through the church. Because, we, yeah, we give through the church. So we support charity. We t- if, if media can give me the things we have given so far up until August, that thing needs to be updated before December. So we know where we are. Media, can you give me the things? Media, if you can find it during the message, the things that the church has responded to um, for the first eight months of the church. Just so you know that when you're giving to the church, you're not just giving to the church, you're giving through the church. There are children in this church. There's a guy in church with four kids, one of the, the sons on scholarship on the church bill. Straight up. So we have scholarship programs already. So when you are giving, is helping life. The scholarship programs already. Straight up. And we, there are a lot of them like that that we want to build. And there are some of you who, you know God has made you kingdom financiers. I decree that the money will come to your hand in Jesus' name. I, 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 okay, you're not here. Let me try them. I decree that the money will come to your hand in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. You will not lack in Jesus' name. So when you give to the poor, it's part of giving. Is you're, you're activating your five fingers. So it's, can, can, Can't you agree with me that he's very balanced? Is he not very balanced? It's very balanced. You give your special giving, you give your offering, you give to your parents, you give special giving to your pastors, then you give to the poor. It is balanced. These are the ways to activate the five fingers. You just keep giving. And anything God can give to you, he can give through you. If God knows he can give through you, he keep giving to you. So, Uncle Sammy, this is, this is still August. This is not an updated version. We have financially financial aid of 46 families in 8 months dedicated hours of CSRO cash gift, this is more, it's more like times 2 of this now, of 1.3 plus, over 10,000 meal provided by your offering you need to be clapping right now by your offering supported two orphanages, relief package for 368 people rent, these hospital my wife is in labor. Oh, 300 and more than our church members. 300, we have about 350 people in church. This is 368 people. Partnered with the food project. That's um, Ron Kent's project in Lagos. Can you imagine? Over 10,000 meals provided. So when you give to the church, you're not just giving to the church. You're giving through the church to society. You have a responsible church. You have a responsible pastor. I hope with, with these few words of mine, I've been able to convince you and not confuse you. That giving in the New Testament doesn't put you on that pressure. Is that you decide. Now you have enough knowledge to give. My last scripture and I'll close. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Give me in King James and give me in the message translation and then we'll close. Romans 8 32. This is the biggest scripture for the night. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's if God has given you Jesus, how can he not give you all things? All things are yours. I said all things are yours. Because God has given you his best, he will give you the rest. I said all things are yours. 
God has given you the best. There's no problem with you getting the rest. All things are yours in the name of Jesus. There are some people who don't have faith to be billionaires. They want to be millionaires. Receive it in Jesus' name. There are some people who have faith to be billionaires. Receive yours in Jesus' name. Some people have faith to be billionaires in dollars. Receive yours in Jesus' name. Some people have faith to be billionaires in Boston. Receive it in Jesus' name. But when God gives it to you, he's trying to give it through you trying to give it through you. Give me the message translation. So, what do you think with God on our side like this? How can we lose? Give me 32. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything is there anything you're believing God for a baby? Is there anything believing God for a car? Is there anything believing God for a job? Is there anything believing God to marry? Is there anything believing God for the land? Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? People of God, God has given you the best. The rest is chasing you from today. Ah, no, no, you are not here. Let me try. I say God has given you the best, his best, Jesus. From today, the rest will begin to chase you. I say the rest will chase you. In the name of Jesus, money will serve you. You will not serve money. I decree money will serve you. In the name of Jesus. If this is your word, lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God has given me everything. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything, everything, everything that pertains to life, I receive. I re Come on, lift your hands everywhere. Keep standing now. I receive, I receive. Shoulder back I receive, I receive, I receive. I receive it, I receive. Everything, everything grace has provided, I receive it. I receive it, I receive it. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. Come on, lift your voice. I receive it. Everything grace has provided. I receive it. I receive it. There you are, Receive your healing right now. I feel the healing power of God in this place. Receive your healing right now. Come on. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right Receive your healing. Come on. Receive it. Receive it. Come on. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Oh God.